In the book, you outline the three primary phases of the suggested transformational business offering. What are we talking about there? The first one is diagnosis. You have to understand this particular customer, whether it's a consumer or a business, because experiences and transformations apply in B2B settings as well. Mm-hmm. What is this particular customer's aspiration? What do they aspire to become? And where are they today? Then understanding that gap between what they want to become and where they are, you can design a set of experiences to transform them, and that's the second stage. Okay. It's generally not one life-transforming experience. So many people can point to this particular event that changed their life. Sure. Generally, it's a series of them that you have to take the customer through that takes them from where they are to where they want to be to make that transformation happen. Right. Then the last phase is crucial, and that's follow-through. And what happens there? Follow-through is ensuring that the transformation takes hold. For example, if you want to be transformed from a smoker to a non-smoker, right. in fact, GlaxoSmithKline has wonderful products that help you do that, Nicoderm CQ patches or Nicorette gum. They did a study and found that only 25% of the people that buy their manufactured goods ever achieve that aspiration of quitting smoking. So they put in place a transformational program called Committed Quitters, an eight-week program based on a personal diagnosis of why you want to quit, what obstacles you encounter, when you most crave a cigarette, and so forth, and then personal interactions. Mm -hmm. And they found that people got a 50% greater likelihood of quitting, of achieving that aspiration. So transformations have to be sustained through time to really take hold, and that's why that third step is a crucial one. You suggest in the book that colleges and universities are at least conceptually transformational offerings. Why do you feel that way? I have two girls graduating this year from college, one a physician assistant school, another in marketing and business. And I can tell you they have been transformed, not just from a professional standpoint of becoming people that will have careers, but from personal standpoints. They are different people now than they were four and six years ago when they first left high school. Hmm. So education is primarily a transformation business. Definitely. For example, business schools, people don't go back to business school for the ideas, the commodities of the business school environment. They don't go back for the books, the physical goods. They don't go back for homework analysis, the services. They don't go back just for the classroom experience. Mm -hmm. What they go back for is to be transformed, to have different skills, different capabilities, different knowledge, different career, different earning potential, to be a different person. Mm -hmm. One business school that recognized that was the London Business School, where the dean, John Quelch, made this fantastic statement to Fast Company magazine. Mm -hmm. We're not in the education business. We're in the transformation business. We expect everyone who comes to the London Business School, whether it's for three days or two years, to be transformed by the experience. Every educator needs to have that same viewpoint, to understand that they're in the business of transforming those students under their care. Absolutely. The primary audience for the experience economy seems to be companies and or consultants who need to develop and deliver meaningful experiences and transformational offerings to their clients and customers. But what about personal transformations? Most of us still do undertake personal transformations. We still are not buying that from other people. But this whole progression of economic value is paying a fee for what once was free. We all used to be responsible for gathering our own crops and responsible for our own goods, making our clothes, making the tools that we used in our trade. We used to be responsible for services like cleaning those clothes or changing the oil in our cars. And more and more, we turn those over to other people and gladly pay them. Right. Same thing with experiences. Now we gladly pay other people because they can do a heck of a lot better at it than we can ourselves. 
and same for our transformation. All right. But is there some advice for people seeking to undertake their own personal transformations? Yeah. Those same three steps. Diagnosis, set of experiences, follow through. You can do a personal diagnosis. What are my aspirations? Where am I today relative to those aspirations? You might even need to do a phase zero thing. What does that mean? What that means is, Mm -hmm. I got this aspiration, but I can't possibly hope to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Well, then move on to another one or go to an interim and then see if the first aspiration seems more achievable. Once you've got that, Mm -hmm. what is the set of experiences you need to undergo? Now, recognize that there are many companies that can help you with those experiences, that can provide the right tools, the right places, the right activities that will help you along your path until you reach that aspiration but your job is not done. You do have to maintain that. You do have to endure through that transformation. There will be possibilities to come down. Mm -hmm. Okay.